Hello! Welcome back to Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile today. We're talking about the 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E. That's right, the all-electric Mustang crossover. We're talking about that with the great Patrick Carone. You can take a look at this Mustang Mach-E on our Instagram page right now. That's at AutoWeek USA. And while you're there, also head to our Facebook and like and subscribe. That way you can get all the great AutoWeek content we deliver daily. We're going to talk about this Mustang in just one second. But before that, we have to pay the bills. Our friends at Road & Track have some big news to share. The Premium Lifestyle Magazine for the automotive enthusiast is now fully loaded. Become a member of the Track Club and receive receive six supersized double issues a year, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events, both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash join. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash J-O-I-N. And Patrick, tell me about this Mustang. It's the V8 Mustang, right? <laughs> it is not the V8 Mustang, no. Uh, so it, it's not it's not the uh, it's not the normal Mustang that we've all grown to love over the years. It is something a little different. It is the 2021 2021, yep. Ford Mustang Mache or Mach E, as Ford would like to call it. Patrick, tell me about this car. Oh, I like the idea of it being the Mache with a little like fancy accent <laughs> on the E. You know, maybe that's what they we could tell the uh, the Ford Mustang purists who are so angry about this. Um, we could say, well, it's not the Mach-E, it's the Mache. It's the Mache. And it <laughs> opens the door from uh, a new generation of model kits where you can just make paper mache machés. Wow, nice. Well, I got to say, that the first thing, like, right off the bat about this car, which we've already dipped our toe into, is that I feel like you have to have, like, two different kinds of conversations about it. One is about the, like, vehicle itself on its merits as a like, you know, $50,000 EV SUV. And then it's a whole separate conversation. Why is this thing called a Mustang? Well, we, I think, might get into both on this one, but we'll have to see. I how think much, we have to. Well, we, we might have to a little bit. But the Mach-E, for all of its merits, is a bit of a technological marvel for Ford. As we learned from your hotel room, as my notes say, we're going to jump to uh, a little bit of technology technology right now. Now, I know that normally on quick spin, people record things from inside the car or perhaps while walking around the car. But I'm in a hotel room right now, warm and toasty, relaxing on my bed. But while I'm doing this, my car is charging and I can see exactly how charged it is thanks to the Ford Pass app. Um, I can even uh, see what the uh, car's uh, tire pressures are, um, so <laughs> which is pretty neat to be able to do from your phone. And uh, yeah, no, the uh, the app is definitely pretty cool. Um, and before it got to us, I actually signed up for it, and I could see where it was like hanging out in New Jersey before it made the journey to Manhattan. So I don't know it's pretty neat. So, of course, we're going to get into the brass tacks of this Mustang here in a little bit. But the Ford Pass app, pretty interesting, especially on a, uh, an in, not, not necessarily an entry level, but a lower priced car. I mean, we've seen this apps from, we've seen apps like this from Mercedes and uh, from Tesla. But to see it finally grace a Ford, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's great, too. I mean, I used it all weekend. And also, just as sort of like a counterpoint to that recording, I still have the app. They took the car away, but I could still see where the car is. It's back in New Jersey. You'll be happy to know. And it's charging. I'm actually still like kind of keeping track of it. I feel like it's like 
a kid I sent off to college or something. I could like follow it for the rest of its life. <laughs> I don't think Ford planned on these being press cars with the app. So that's the little <laughs> fascinating little detail. But more importantly, Patrick, was this the single motor Mustang Mach-E or was this the uh, dual motor performance Mustang Mach-E? Yeah, yeah. It's the dual motor, all wheel drive. So that one is the one with the bat. They claim 270 miles of range, uh, 346 horsepower, 428 pound-feet of torque. So it's a little more, um, the numbers are all higher than the real-world drive one, except for their range. The range is a bit lower. So that's that's the one that I was piloting this weekend. And we are going to, real fast, before we get too ahead of ourselves, jump to you driving this thing right now. All right, we're going to try out the different driving modes in the Mustang Mach-E, see how they feel, see how they sound. We're going to start off in whisper mode. All right, I'm going to gun it. And that's quiet as whisper. All right, good name, good name. Now we're going to move on to engage mode. This should be a little bit more dramatic. Let's listen up. Yeah. Almost sounds like a kind of space-age internal combustion engine. Um, got some of that kind of Star Trek mojo. All right, now we're going to try unbridled. Get it? Unbridled because it's a Mustang. All right, this should be the, uh, the most dramatic of all. I'm going to stomp on it. All right. Super quick. And I like the sound. It's not like too over the top, like, ooh, I'm in a EV kind of thing. It's got a little bit of that uh, nice Mustang uh, rumble. Uh, yeah, I think we'll uh, keep it in unbridled for now. So, Patrick, you obviously wrote, run through the drive modes, and the drive modes have a noticeable audible effect on the car, which, I mean, it's kind of standard issue with drive modes in vehicles these days, except there's one major difference. This car has no engine. So uh, the, <laughs> the the difference in auditory perception, how, how did that affect your driving? Uh, it really does make a difference when you hear something and when you don't hear something. And frankly, they all were incredibly quick. I mean, you know, the way that these... When you have this kind of power and that much torque and it's also instant, like it, you are going quick, even in whisper mode, it's, it's very dramatic feeling, but it's very fascinating from a psychological perspective, like how much the, the sound does make you feel like, ooh, now I'm really going fast. In fact, just listening to that recording, I'm like, man, I was, uh, I was going pretty quick at that end there in unbridled mode because it really does pick up fast. Obviously, you weren't going any faster than the posted speed limit. Um, of course not. So you were just accelerating to that and then obviously plateauing. <laughs> no, so yes. we know that they're quick, but real fast, how does it handle? Is it is it pretty pretty boaty because of all the weight or is it... No, it didn't feel boaty to me. So I didn't really... I, it was a lot of highway driving. I didn't really get to go on any kind of back road situations where I really got to test out the handling too much. But, um, you know, on and off ramps and the kind of... Uh, sort of pretty typical driving I did. It did not feel boaty. It, it it felt like a performance SUV. It definitely felt more like that than anything, you know, that you're sailing around in. But as fun as it sounds, it does sound like you had some minor complications with the Maki, which we're going to go to right now. I am whooshing up I-95 in Connecticut in the Mach-E Mustang. But 
according to the GPS, the giant double iPad size screen in front of me, I'm still sitting comfortably in the middle of 84th Street in Manhattan. Very curious, it seems like it's frozen. It's possible that I've made some mistake, but I really don't think so. Um, so it's kind of frustrating, obviously, um, you know, just having to awkwardly use your phone to figure out where you're going when there's this, you know, massive infotainment system right in front of you. But um, the car itself really does feel great. Um, you know, if you like that electric feel, the lack of noise, the pure torque, instant acceleration, it's exactly what you want. And man, from the outside, it is striking. It's very interesting how they're able to get all of those Mustang design cues all around the vehicle, um, even though it's a SUV. Um, but I think the, uh, the question of should they call this thing a Mustang is really something that uh, Wesley and I would uh, like to discuss outside of this recording. If there's a young person in your life who's really into cars, give them the gift of R&T Crew. The ultimate subscription box by Road & Track for kids ages 6 to 10. Every other month, a box is delivered to their door and is stuffed with cool accessories, fun activities, and a magazine chock full of facts, stories, games, and more. Sign up now and receive the all-new Crushing It issue and enter the code AUTOWEEK for 10% off an annual box subscription. Just head to rtcrew.com, that's R-T-C-R-E-W dot C-O-M and use the code A-U-T-O-W-E-E. And I hope when you mean outside of that recording, you mean that recording in particular, Patrick. Now, we're going to get to that in a second. But uh, yeah, a, a frozen infotainment system, and that's Ford's new Sync 4, if I'm not mistaken. That is not good news when the car is all electric. Yeah, no, it was a bummer. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out, because I'm, of course, the kind of person that always assumes that any sort of mistake like that is my mistake and not, you know, computer error. But uh yeah, it was uh, it was just it was just stuck in there, and we were just like you know way north in Connecticut, like by New London, and it still was stuck right there on eighty fourth. But eventually, after turning a car off, it went through charging uh, protocols or whatever, then it returned to normal, and it was great. And you know, it's like I said, it's like that fifteen and a half inch screen uh, when it's working, it was wonderful. But yeah, that was a technical glitch. Um, don't know the reason for it, but yeah, it kind of sucked. Well, I'm glad you got it sorted out. And we're going to get to the essence of this car in just a second. But we need we do need to touch on the uh, little elephant in the room, which is, is this a Mustang? And now I, I understand why the why people are outraged, especially Mustang fans, because it is uh, the antithesis, I guess, of what a Mustang is now or how, or how we perceive Mustangs, right? But historically, Ford has uh, kind of done what it wanted to with the Mustang, namely the Mustang 2, uh, mm-hmm. and almost destroying it completely in lieu of the Probe. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's Ford's toy. It's Ford's ball. They can play with it how they want. But I think it's just as viable as uh, any any other Mustang. I'm a Falcon and Comet guy too. So let's make that very clear. I'm a hardline <laughs> Falcon and Comet guy. So Mustangs are a bit of a bit of a, a thorn on my side. As is, I'm kidding. But what do you think, Patrick? You think you think it's a Mustang? I mean, I think look, like you said, it's up to Ford, and it's totally a marketing decision. Ultimately, I mean, you know that they're just wanted. They just want to sell as many cars as they can, and it adds excitement to it. It adds a sex appeal to it. It's like, suddenly it's like, maybe you're someone who's not necessarily, you know, oh, I'm not really an EV guy, right? But then you're like, oh, 
there's a Mustang, sign me up. You know what I mean? It's like, it has a little bit of that, like, you know, je ne sais quoi to it. Um, Plus, and, you know, like I touched on, uh, it's incredible how they are able to, like, really give it, like, you know, those Mustang design cues, like the the, the light, lights in the front and the back, the um, the even the way it's just shaped, uh, it, it it you could tell that it's there. There's like the Mustangness to it, so it's it, it's very fascinating. Like it, it's it's just it, I, I'm not going to get upset about it one way or the other, but it's 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 very interesting decision. It'll be very interesting to see how it plays out for them in terms of sales. But no, this is a quick spin. So let's let's go where we need to go. Let's go with this. On a quick spin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile, and the Mustang Mach-E is no exception. Patrick, what is the essence of this 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E? I mean, I will answer your question with the question that the immortal bard asked. Would an EV by any other name sound as sweet? Um, you know, I think that, again, it's this sort of like idea of separating the whole Mustang. Should this be a Mustang? What should it be called thing from it? And it's just like a really high quality, very like competitive for the price EV. It's it's great looking. It's got a great range. It's quick. It drives well. The tech, the interior, which we didn't even touch on, is really nice. Um, it's it's a wonderful package. And so, you know, it's just it's just so interesting that it's always going to be thought of first. And foremost, as why is it a Mustang? You know, that's that's sort of how people. That's kind of the lens that I think enthusiasts approach it from. But you need to take a step back and kind of look at it on its own merits. That it's a very, uh, very cool, neat, futuristic vehicle. Well, I'm excited to try one myself sometime in the future. But until then, I will think about what you said, and I can't agree with uh, I can't agree with any of it anymore because I agree with all of it. I think this is a good place to wrap this one up today. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for joining us on Quick Spin. Thank you so much to the listeners out there giving us your constant support. Also, special shout out to Neil Yokel for his fantastic review of our beloved podcast. If you want to get a little shout out, just drop a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get this bad boy and let us know what you think. But most importantly, and I know I just said this a few seconds ago, but thank you for listening. <laughs>